Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Second, and this is your daily financial news. Lots of stuff going on in the market. I want to talk about July housing, the July housing market. The July data will come out in a couple of weeks. But as always, I like to have some fun. I like to make wild ass guesses. I'd like you to participate with me on three questions about the July housing market. So first, let's level set on the data so we can understand where we are coming from when we make our wild guesses about July. So first thing to note, uh, where is it? There it is. July 2021. July 21. A year ago, inventory was 1.3 two million transactions a year ago 5.99 million and the price of a home one year ago three hundred and sixty thousand dollars okay that's your july 2021 data now let's look at june 2022 so for those that want to do year on year here you go For those of you that want to look at month on month, here are the numbers. Uh, June is five, where we go? Inventory, 1.26 million. Okay, transactions, 5.12 million. And price was 416K. Okay, so. One year ago, July, 1.32 million in inventory, 5.9 million transactions, 360K. June 2022, 1.26 million, 5 point, uh, that was inventory, 1.26, 5.12 million in sales, 416K. All right. Now, please get out a piece of paper. Whatever you want to do. How should I do this? What color? Let's let's try this. What are our wild ass guesses for July data? So I think inventory, inventory goes up. My guess for inventory, let's see, I wrote them down. I'm going to go 1.48 million. So that's an increase of, I don't know what that's an increase of, 15% maybe? What about transactions? Transactions, again, transaction crash. We are in the midst of it. I believe we have a transaction crash. We are likely, what did I say? This is bad, 4.8 million. That's a big drop. What is that, about 5%? Maybe a little bit more than 5%. And then the big question, price, 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 price. So what I'm going to guess for price, again, wild-ass guess, 418K, up slightly from last month, but up huge from last year. Well, uh, look, by my math, that's 16%. So we will be 
plus 16% year on year. Again, folks, those are my wild guesses. Do me a favor. Let me know what you think. What do you think our national inventory will be? What do you think our national transactions will be? And then finally, what is our national median price? Love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. The housing market is crashing in transactions. I think getting something with a four on it seems to be all but certain. All right, what else do we got? Earnings. We got a bunch of earnings to talk about. Let's talk about, well, let's talk about Ferrari. Not usually a company I talk about. Ferrari has come out and said, beat top, beat bottom line, and increased guidance. Ferrari just had their largest net order intake ever. That is amazing. For the world, right? Ferrari is a European company. The world that we think is entering a recession, Ferrari, this is not stimulus ballers. Stimulus ballers bought their Ferrari two years ago. Stimulus ballers are losing their Ferraris. Folks, these are people buying brand new Ferraris today. Where the hell do people get all this money? Ferrari is not a $50,000 car. Man, Sir, Ferrari is telling us that uh, some folks are living good and they are not impacted by the recession. I found that a very interesting report because it goes against the grain of everything we hear, right? Europe's in recession. China's in recession. U.S. is in one or started one. Who knows? But yet Ferrari had their best quarter for orders, for net orders ever. I think that's wild to think about. Next, Caterpillar. Caterpillar, Caterpillar missed on top line. Meant they didn't sell enough tractors, uh, but they beat the bottom line. They blame exiting Russia and the supply chain for their revenue miss. Uber, another monster loss. They wrote off $1.3 billion in investments. That will certainly hit the bottom line, causing a loss. Of note, though, it wouldn't shock me if Uber is up today. They are cash flow positive. Now, as an accountant, I know there are... Uh, shenanigans that you can play to get cash flow positive for one quarter. Let's see you do it again because there's you can't play with the income statement quite like that or the cash flow statement two two quarters in a row. So let's see you do it again, Uber, but congratulations for being cash flow positive. I suspect the stock market will like that. Royal Caribbean just priced 1 billion dollars in debt. Folks, they're going to have to refi a lot of debt. Cruise lines are struggling. They're going to have to they're going to have to borrow a lot of money. It wouldn't shock me if some cruise lines go bankrupt. They do seem to be carrying lots of debt load. Simon Property Group. Simon Property Group, if you don't know, is the number one mall operator, class A malls in the country. Simon Properties was in all kinds of trouble for a couple of years. They are now reporting Good numbers. They missed the top line, but they beat bottom and said mall sales and leasing are strong. Again, we've stopped buying cardboard boxes. We are going out and experiencing life. And yes, that includes going to the mall. Marriott. 
on the back of what Hilton said earlier in the week, beat top line, beat bottom line, bullish travel forecast. We talked about the K-shaped summer, K-shaped summer months ago. Expecting Marriott Hilton to do good. Now the numbers are in. The top end of the K, you've been cooped up. You are you getting your butt out and traveling. I think Airbnb reports tonight or after hours. It'll be interesting to see what's there. Uh, a couple other things. Core Logic came out with national housing prices for June. Uh, you know, uh, Case Shiller Index is two months old. Core Logic is one month old. Uh, came out with price increase of national median price of 18.3% in June. In June. So big, big numbers. They are estimating 2023, 12 months from now, national housing prices up 4.3% for those that are playing along. Something that I'll be watching later this afternoon is Bullard. Uh, Fed President Bullard, he is talking. I want to see if he tries to walk back Jerome Powell being a dove. Uh, you've heard me over the last couple of days frustrated with Powell. We'll see if Bullard comes out and fixes that. Uh, and then the last one, uh, two more companies to talk about. Open Door. I don't know if you saw this, but the S, the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, slapped a $62 million fine on Open Door for misrepresentation to sellers. Tisk, 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 Open Door. Open Door, you have a lot of inventory in Vegas and Phoenix. You might be closed door very, very soon. And uh, stop destroying city uh housing market. And then Pinterest, the last one to talk about, missed top line, missed bottom line, had better than expected user decline, if that makes sense. They only lost 5% of daily active users, go figure. But yet they have an activist involved, Elliott Management, I think. Uh, they are not going to push the company and their stock goes up, go figure. Miss top, miss bottom, lose only 5% of users, and the stock goes up. So that's earnings. I want to talk to Nancy Pelosi. What the heck are you doing? If you don't know or you don't remember, my wife is from Taiwan. We have I have personally been to Taiwan half a dozen times maybe. Wonderful place to be, wonderful country, wonderful people, wonderful food. Nancy, what the hell are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you? Why? Why? What is the upside? What are you doing? Are you? Uh, I have family that talked about this yesterday, and all of them are asking, why the hell is Nancy supposedly showing up? What are you doing? What's the upside? It's all downside. You're going to have two big powers move battleships into the sea? What are you doing? What, what are you? Why? I, I, Nancy. You're better than that. And Biden, where the heck are you? Tell her not to do that. You're the president of the United States. Pick up the phone and tell her not to go. Do you really want to talk to President Xi? The, the third, she's third in power to this, you know, it's president, vice president, speaker of the house. She's third in charge. I get, I don't know. Sorry. My family's very upset. 
and then I talked about open door already. Then let's talk about CPI. I'm hearing more and more Wall Street. There's clearly a delineation. If your focus is stocks, Wall Street, I would say 80% of those people that I talk to and interact on a weekly basis, they believe with a straight face that CPI is going to melt away and melt away quickly. When I corner them and ask them to put a number on it, most of them believe that CPI will magically, magically be 4.5% or below by December. As a macroeconomist, I think that is crazy, but I'm wrong all the time. The, the importance of this, I don't know, guess, bet, is if CPI melts away and melts away faster than I think possible, the Federal Reserve will be done raising rates probably by the end of the year. They won't have to go as high as I fear, and that's a good thing. However, if this 80% of folks are wrong, and my macro economists, which I speak with, are like, Michael, it's going to be bad. It's a lot stickier. Wage inflation, rent, all of these things are per- – did you not see PPI at 11.2? All of these things are yet to hit CPI. They all believe that, yes, there is some bullwhip, some deflation. Most of them will tell you they expect CPI to be 7% in December. That is the most important economic discussion today. What do you believe? If you believe 4.5 by December, you are probably buying stocks. If you believe CPI in December is 7% and the Fed goes higher, you probably are sitting on cash. Because the Fed has to do more at 7 than they have at 4 or 5. This, I, have, I can't recall a time where there is this clear delineation. It is clear as day. If I'm talking to someone and they lean stocks, they lean buying stocks, that's their thing, I can almost guess that they think CPI is going to melt away. If you are a macro economist and you study the economy and the consumer, I can almost guess that you think CPI will be sticky. It is wild to think about. Just wild. So, Again, folks, what else do we have today? I have a whole bunch of notes that I don't get to all the time. The 10-year note is down yesterday. I think it's up today. The three-month and 10-year is within 10 basis points. At least it was this morning. That is the closest it has been in a long time. We talk about the 2 and 10 inverting. It is still inverted. But, folks, there is one that Wall Street watches. It's the three-month and 10-year, and it is getting dangerously close to inverting. Don't know if you heard this, but the government needs an extra $262 billion, folks. Apparently, our tax receipts are not as much as expected this year. Are you shocked? Hey, Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, I hope you're not planning on a budget surplus next year. He's going to raise taxes because he spends too much money. Student loans, 
Student loans were supposed to make the government $114 billion. It is now estimate they've lost $197 billion. That's a $411 billion swing. Trust me, that $114 billion in profit has already been spent. And now they need another $200 billion in unexpected losses. Not good. What else do I got? That's about it, I think. Yep, that's what I got for you today. The last thing, again, I want to hear Bullard later today. I think that will be an interesting talk. Does he walk back Powell's dovishness or is he in the same camp? And hey, we're at neutral. I don't see it, but it's important to think about. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday, August 2nd. I want you to have an amazing day. I want you to look at your buy box. I want you to understand average. Take care of yourself. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.